uh, that would be Mr. Pete Callender from the PeteCallenderShow.com. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Mark. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. So there was a little bit of a debate the other night uh, with uh, Cal Cunningham and Senator Tom Tillis. Uh, and from my I got the chance to watch a little bit of it, and then I watched some of the recap of it. Um, it looked like the form. it was a good format, I thought. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the idea that WRAL went with where they uh, did not put them on a clock and uh, let Tillis and Cunningham just talk. And uh, obviously they had to have discussed ahead of time, like, you can't filibuster, you can't use uh, you know, 20 minutes for a, an answer. Uh, so they, they did a good job, though, of keeping it within about two, mm-hmm. two and a half minutes apiece. And it allowed for them to go back and forth and to fully express their thoughts. And uh, I think it also uh, it, it made it not as obvious when the candidates tried to pivot to something that they wanted to talk about. And you didn't have this uh, this rushed uh, kind of response where they're like, oh, it's a really good question. But let me first a- answer this other question that you asked earlier. And I didn't get a chance to, you know, uh, to finish answering. So it, it eliminated that. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good format. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that you had a chance to kind of get a little bit more out of each candidate than what I've seen in other debate formats, right? I mean, it's like you said, they had a chance to actually finish their thought instead of being able to rush through it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the content, what you thought about that. I, I know that there was a couple of moments, uh, one particularly about uh, the vaccine for coronavirus, uh, that it seems like Cal Cunningham kind of stepped in it. Yeah. Um, you, you know that they constructed this answer. But at the end of the day, it was as poorly constructed as a Mo Davis tweet. Sorry, that's I just had to. <laughs> wow, he came with his own sound effect. Oh yeah, morning, that's right. Well, cow. I knew I knew I was going to be setting it up. So again, we're we're forty seven percent funnier with the rim shot. So the uh, yeah, it's it just it's um it was not a good answer, and I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to kind of shoehorn into the answer the concern about you know. Trump politicizing everything and everybody politicizing everything because of Trump, right? They were trying to agitate the base, keep everybody angry. Uh, you know, Trump is trying to, you know, give us all sugar water and tell us it's a vaccine because he wants everybody to vote for him on the election. And uh, it just came across sounding like an anti-vaxxer uh, conspiracy theory kind of a guy. And, you know, he framed it as, uh, oh, you know, I've got, I got questions that I would ask. Uh, and, and until I, I have those questions answered, and that's every debate I've ever had with, you know, a 9-11 truther, they always say the same thing. They're, oh, just asking questions here. You know, they're not yeah. making the assertions, but you know, they're making assertions in the form of a question. Right. So, uh, it, it, you know, it was bad because immediately after the debate, uh, Cunningham had to go into the the Zoom spin room and walk it all back and clarify, you know, yes, I will take a vaccine if, you know, I'm comfortable with it, if it comes through the normal process. And there is no indication that the FDA is going to like run the approval by Donald Trump or the Trump right. family is going to like uh, go to go over to the FDA and be like, OK, you need to approve this drug right now so we can use it in the election. And the FDA is going to say, OK, no problem. Like it's just right. it, it's almost insanity level. Well, and I think, you know, and I think they showed a great example of that with the AstraZeneca trial. Right. I mean, they found one person out of 18,000 that were in that trial that started to have some sort of unknown sickness. Mm -hmm. They stopped the trial immediately. They go in, they do the investigation. They found out that it was nothing to do that was tied with this vaccine, and they started their trial up again. 
you know, I, I, I guess a lot of the regulations that had that Trump did away with uh, for this whole FDA thing were mainly like uh, financial regulations and marketing regulations. It didn't have anything to do with uh, safety and efficacy regulations that have been upended to make sure that this gets done quickly. Well, Mark, what you are expressing is a more complex and nuanced understanding of the topic, and that is completely (laughs) pointless in uh, today's day and age. Uh, Remember, this is about Donald Trump trying to rig the election, just like he did when he stole all of the mailboxes and pulled out all of the mail sorting machines so nobody would be able to vote absentee, right? Like this is, it's just, it's one, it's just a procession of one crazy story after another where everybody rushes to, uh, you know, to to lay upon the, the story or the topic their prior prejudices and beliefs and uh, and not wait for anything like the nuance and the data and the uh, the information and background and expertise. Nobody no, nobody has any use for that anymore. It's, you know, everything through the prism of Trump. And if Trump is going to be the president when a vaccine is discovered, then we we shouldn't take the vaccine because Donald Trump is just trying to win the uh, win the election. It's uh, it, it's really sad, actually. And, to, and this is why Cunningham got the pushback is because you've got public health officials that are out there saying people need to take a vaccine because we don't beat this thing unless right. we get enough people that have immunity to it and you get immunity right. to it either by having it or getting a vaccine. And so what he He's doing is sending a message that could actually undermine public health, which I would point out is the very thing they're accusing the other side of doing throughout the entire pandemic. As far as Tillis, how did Tillis do for himself? Did he, did he do himself any good? Did he step in any pitfalls that you saw or that you noticed? I thought he did fine. I, I, I was expecting him. And this is one of the things that happens with particularly senators. They talk in senator speak you know whereas is and long run on sentences and stuff and i thought he did right. i thought he did very well um i thought he handled the attacks well i think he went on the offensive saying uh you know he tried to frame cal cunningham as uh you know he'll say anything to get elected which ironically is the hit on tillis right that's what <laughs> that's what everybody says about tom tillis is that he'll just say whatever and he'll go along with whatever that he thinks will help him win re-election and uh by doing that first i thought uh, it made Cunningham's response when he said, no, I can't, you know, you're the one who does that. It made it sound um, not as, it wasn't as effective because he was coming after. It's basically saying, no, you are. And it just wasn't as effective. uh, I think if he had launched that kind of an attack first. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of times it it all comes down to who was able to get the attack in first, whether it was, you know, one side, whichever side it was, that generally tends to come out on the good side for them. Yeah. Uh, Especially especially when the response is not really, uh, there's no substance to it, right? I mean, it's just I know you are, but what am I type thing? So. Yeah, and the other, all- yeah, I was I was just going to add real quick is that Cunningham just he, he focused a lot on you know listening, and I'm listening to everybody, and I don't know if that was the maybe he moves off of that in the next debate. Pete, we always appreciate it, sir. Want to encourage folks, go to thepetecalendarshow.com. That is where you can find the podcast. You can also find the Patreon account, and you can find him at midnight right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Pete, we always appreciate it, man. Thank you, Mark. Have a great week. You too. 851 uh, weather traffic, Bloomberg.